1: So what do we do now? The time to change it!
2: goodness I hope it didn't blow your ears out right now <laughs> <laughs> No, that uh that's the new theme song of the show Uh good friend of mine uh Leroy Holloway aka Chug Boy check out his new album Dark Horizons I had to put that song on there but anyway to a new Poe Talks I'm joined by Cindy Sanabria did I say that right I hope I did
3: It's Sanabria, but close enough. Sanabria. Sanabria. Sanabria.
2: I got to go. Sanabria. Sanabria.
3: Sanabria. 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 Right. Sanabria.
2: There you go. No, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. I mean, uh, this is awesome. Uh, I I know you got to you have a Indiegogo campaign right now for something I thought was really, really neat something different i don't think anybody's really touched on this no but uh um horror able it's a documentary and uh you you put this thing together during the time of the craziness of the pandemic so you you kind of you from what i gather you you kind of talk to these uh different horror celebrities and, and people in that industry um and and talk about their experiences and and everything and i thought that was neat and what a perfect time i know it kind of sucked because usually people get in front of front of these folks but you couldn't but they had downtime so you had plenty of access and everything (laughs) uh but what i i guess just let our listeners know and everybody what what drove you to this part of it you know you were like uh what gave you the idea i guess i should say
3: right um well, I'm a horror creator, uh, a creative, and um, and anybody that knows me, I'm also a horror host uh, with the Horror Tour Guide and Women of Color in Horror. I advocate for inclusivity in our industry. Um, and I I was raised by a family with disabilities, my mom, my dad, and my sister. And um, my sister being being one with a severe disability. She has a neurological condition, a disorder. And um, so I basically, this project is dedicated to my sister and, um, and to a friend of mine that passed away from a disability that was uh, a creative. And, um, and just my main goal is to raise, inclu- uh, raise awareness about inclusivity and accessibility in our industry. And just the industry in a whole, and just hopefully, um, hoping that I create a project that that changes people's perception on how they look at people with physical disabilities. Even though the the documentary also touches on uh, silent disabilities, invisible disabilities as well, which is a very important topic, um, as many people suffer from them, you know, everywhere from mental health issues to to physical. Uh, conditions that people can't see with the naked eye. So it was very important for me. I was very surprised as a person in the horror industry um, that the lack of representation there has been for inclusivity in so many groups, but definitely targeting um, the, the you know, the disabilities, you know, people with disabilities. So I wanted to delve more deeper in that. And also this is kind of like, um, it's kind of like an all-encompassing project where we're giving people uh you know interviews we're able to hear their stories and you'll see there's there's very different perspectives on you know on on topics that are addressed around this subject um but the main goal is that everybody on it does have a disability um mm-hmm. there's some creatives that it's worked in their favor and there's A a lot, I would say more than half of the people on this documentary, it's been a reverse effect uh, where they're unable to pursue their career or they're working even harder just to get noticed because of the fact that they're disabled or they're suffering from a disability and Hollywood or or you know the indie industry is just kind of like doesn't kind of want them so they they're making it harder for them to accomplish their goals which I don't think is right. I think as a horror community we all need to come together because it's really going as horror lovers, you know, we enjoy new we enjoy new um experiences in in the horror genre, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and what greater way to get like new stories coming on board than to to get it, experience it from people that have physically, you know, endured like traumas in their life, and you know, and they have these unique stories. I mean, I, I don't know why we're suppressing this. You know what I mean? I, I think if anything, it should be encouraged more. I'm, I'm eager to find out. I, I want to, you know, open up the flood, like, the floodgate, so to speak, and and just kind of like every, you know, just to see the new stuff that's gonna that's gonna transpire from that. I, I think it's not. To the industry's detriment, to allow that to happen, I think yeah. in fact, if we were to pave the way for these horror creatives, I think that we will revolutionize horror moving forward. And I think that horror, from moving forward from that point on, if it is allowed, if inclusivity is more giving in that area, then I feel like, um, then I feel like we'll finally reach a plateau where horror, where the horror genre is respected, um, just like you know comedy or drama or or all these other you know um genres that people gravitate towards more you know um you know even in and you know it's kind of like even in the industry as a whole you know horror is kind of like the bottom you know the bottom genre i mean how many times do we get an academy award or you know what i mean it's just not we celebrate it you know it's it's become a popular thing because the fans are the ones we're the ones investing in this. We're the ones that crave this, and hence the reason why it's growing. So, if we support more creatives that can give us more, that can add this, that can broaden these horror horizons, then then you know, then why not, yeah. right? So yeah. No, I, um, so you are able. I hope it's 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 one of many to come. You know, I know it's the first of its kind, but you know, I don't really take pride in saying that because. I feel like why did it have to wait? Now we're already in, you know, yeah. so far along, you know, in history in terms of like the genre. Um, horror is one of the original genres, you know, that was ever created. So, you know, in film cinema, so why has it taken this long, you know? And I shouldn't even be the one that had, you know, I, you know, that started something like this. I'm, I'm just happy that I am the the one able to help them and give them the support that they need and they deserve and that's well-earned and hoping that it will pursue it will start a trend moving forward for more people to come forward and more people to celebrate film creators with disabilities
2: no i i agree with you why there's a lot of stuff that's taken a long time to happen and um you know i i think it's gotten a lot better especially with you know Jordan Peele's movies that that he has come out with. I mean, uh, it, it's just uh, it. I, I think that started something, and it's not just you know. It, it's he's very talented. He's a very talented yeah. guy, and, and it did take a long time for all that to happen. And and it it is weird where, you know, I mean, even back in the day, of course, you know, Night of the Living Dead. You know, the 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 main. The main hero was not what they expected, you know. Right, oh, in the day. <laughs> And, and uh, you know, and of course, everybody asked George Romero. They're like, "Hey, did you do that on purpose?" And he goes, "No, but yeah, he did." I mean, and it's good that he did. You know, I'm the, glad he the, did. Yeah, it, uh, because if you're in a situation like that, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what your background is or your color or anything. You're fighting the dead. You know, they're coming after right. you.
3: Well, uh, you know George Romero. I'm sorry not to cut you off. No, no, go he, ahead, go ahead. You brought that up, and I feel like that's a, a very exciting topic to speak about. I'm I'm friends with Eugene Clark, um, which was his zombie Big Daddy, right? Um, from Land of the Dead, and um, <laughs> um, and also I met, you know, I've I've spoken with Tom Savini many times. He om- he was almost close to being on this documentary, and George Romero as well, and um. What I learned about George Romero is that he's actually, uh, you know, I believe his father is Cuban or came from Cuba. So there is some kind of, in, you know, okay. um, he is familiar with like people of color. And I think that if he, if he comes from that Latino background, especially in Cuba, y- you're dealing with people of many colors, right? There's Cubans of many, many different colors. So I don't think, I think George Romero actually looked at him like, okay, I just gave it to the best person who, like, I feel like he was the best actor. He overlooked the he fact did. that he was black or, you know. Um, and and I remember him um, speaking about that, saying that literally when the film was in the can, he was driving it to New York, they had just shot Martin Luther King. It had just came on his radio as he was driving in the car about the shooting of Mar- Dr. Martin Luther King. So it was, he was dealing with this time during a very heavy time, like the civil rights movement and everything. And it was a controversial film, but in turn, you know, he got a lot of publicity for it and everything like that. The only thing that kind of screwed George Romero over with that, because this could have set him for life, this one movie, he didn't put it, he didn't um copyright the film. So it was in public domain since the first day, since day one. Wow. So, Poor guy never really made a profit off of all these people using it. So FYI, that's the reason why you see Night of the Living Dead in a lot of films, a lot of you know commercial films, because it is by law in public domain and you can use it too, as long as you you know want, you don't even have to have his permission or anything like that, unfortunately. So FYI filmmakers, make sure you copyright your stuff because you don't want to end up like the next George Romero with a great Zombie classic, <laughs> and, and then everybody just kind of exploits your film. Like, but, we love uh, you so much that we're not going to give you no money for it, but we'll show your film all over the
2: place. I, I <laughs> oh yeah, well, I, and I, I don't think there's not one person that hadn't seen that film or or know of it. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Right, right. It's but classic. yeah, you're right, you're right. um But uh, it, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I do think things are getting a lot better in the horror and in action and all all that other stuff. I, I think they're Starting to open up the, you know, to different um, you know people of color or different backgrounds to, right. you know, have the lead role. It doesn't need to be. You know, I, I, I I'll tell you what. I was I was excited when they said that they're talking about Idris alba to be the next James Bond. I'm like, yes. fuck yeah. I was like, it's fuck yeah, totally it. for
3: it. He's swaggerific. He's totally. I, know.
2: For <laughs> I, I was like, dude, that that guy would he's be sexy. bad. That, you know, he's. <laughs> he he's i i like him in a lot of his stuff the, the latest suicide squad i loved him in it oh yes <laughs> i don't know why it and what was funny is everybody was like well we don't know and 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 there was a little bit of controversy i'm like why is there controversy? A, like, who gives controversy, a shit? Yeah, I, I was like who gives a shit?" right put him in there put right. him in there i i mean yeah, nothing against tom hiddleston or any of these other guys but i i don't see tom hiddleston being a tough guy you know it, Idris has been in a lot of action movies. I, I I see him. I'm like, yeah, he can kick a bad guy's ass.
3: Absolutely, you know? and he's British. I mean, I know. He's gone. <laughs> hello. I mean, see, How the thing is, go wrong I heard, I, I, I'm a big fan of the movies. I've always been, uh, thanks, thanks to my dad, may he rest in peace. But he's always he was a James Bond fan, and he always raised me on those James Bonds films. So I've seen them all. Um, but what I've learned is. Um, that James Bond is is a character. I don't think he was necessarily described, you know, with a, a certain igni- ethnicity aside from British, right? Yeah, um, right. So I, I, I believe so. At, yeah. What does it matter if the guy's black or white? I mean, Idris Elba is freaking amazing. Has such a range as a as a. A character actor and honestly if i if i ever make well when i make it up there i would love to work <laughs> with him one day because i really do admire him as an actor i think he he has a great range and he's a a great um personality and a great character
2: as well he he yeah. he knocks it, he knocks out of the park anything thing i've ever oh, seen absolutely. him in i'm like yeah he's a badass yes. um but yeah I, I do like that you're you're pointing this out and and the different people you have on it uh i, I forget the actor's name and I, i'm i'm a bad i'm a bad person for that it's okay <laughs> that's what i'm
3: here for <laughs> i know uh,
2: um, uh I, I believe did he he created or he was uh blackula
3: he is he, the director of blackula director of Blackula right. and producer i believe now what i found out and i think that that's what a lot of people misconstrue. he's not the original creator of blackula someone wrote that script and he basically was called on by the guild to come on and and represent oh, that yeah. film um it was a black exploitation film and it was the first of its kind and it it kind of delved in um topics as i don't know if people really remember the film but in the beginning he's not dracula he's not dracula um people think that he's like the black version of dracula it, that's not the case he's called blackula but if if anybody that's familiar with the film actually it starts off where he's having he's a very rich man he's a very rich man from africa and he goes to uh, a king as a matter of fact and he goes to dracula's castle because Dracul he's he's actually going to have a, a a political conversation with him due to like the transatlantic sh- slave trade so he's trying to tell him look you know, I need you to stop this, you know, you know. So dealing actually starts off with the topic of slavery and, and you know, and and so basically like Dracula kind of curses him and condemns him, you know. So that's how he goes. So Dracula is the one that says, well, I'm gonna call you Blackula, you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's yeah. the one that gave him that title after he uh, turned him. And um, I really feel that it's it's a great, you know, William, I'm very good friends with William Crane, by the way. Um, some people well he's a part of the documentary but he's also contributing to the perk as well by doing personalized videos for people that invest at certain perk levels which i'm very thankful for um because he's a very hard to reach guy he's very hard to get in touch with and he's a busy man he is trying to work at 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 his comeback believe it or not and um yeah i'm really excited about it which is why i feel like this is a a piece of history you know william crane is in his 80s and What he does is he speaks about disabilities that transpire from ageism Um, because, Mm -hmm. see, what I want to do is I want to kind of cover the whole, like break down the stigmas of what disabilities are because I feel like sometimes people don't understand it. And I feel like that's kind of where a lot of discrimination and a lot of miseducation comes from because they don't really understand. Like a lot of people genuinely are like vulnerable to, to these conditions and stuff pathologies because they simply aren't around people like that you know so it's like when you, you know so it's like to give them an understanding and give them a chance to come around that yeah. you know what I mean? um at one point you know you'll see people on this documentary that weren't disabled weren't born disabled they later on you know their disability was an onset later on in life so um and I feel it's very important to touch on those topics to show that at any given moment, anyone can become disabled at any given time. It's it's facts, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's so really hold this in high regard because, you know, it's like you never know. You never know, you know, you never know no. where you can end up. And uh, it, karma I, has a I, way I, of coming back and kicking somebody back in the ass, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. No. I, and I heard you on uh, um, uh Brimo's podcast I listened a little bit of or I listened the whole thing Oh Brimo's really. awesome. Yes. Uh, it was it was a great conversation but you had mentioned that uh that you you have a scoliosis. I have that as well. Like I have right. a crooked a crooked ass spine. If you look at my shoulders you can see it like and a little know, deviated I I
3: see, I see yeah. a little offset, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me
2: I too. I you know it, it I know and and uh you know the older I get <laughs> the worse it gets it, it, oh man uh, Yeah. yeah so cuz that's a condition I, I, I that never course.
3: goes away it just it just slowly yeah. exacerbates and in, in some cases it can lead to a permanent disability so um but there are times that i do feel disabled i'm not even going to lie with that uh, you know oh, no. i don't I, know I, how yeah. extreme your curvature is but mine can be pretty intense and and i've had times where my back blew out and i i can't even get out of bed mm-hmm. for like a day or two like it's that I, bad I, so i could just imagine you know i i've had a little taste of what that could feel like and it's not an enjoyable experience but i don't identify as a disabled person because i feel like unless i was somebody that was completely unable to you know help myself out with certain things or whatever you know there's there's a lot of there are a lot of help um and services for people that are disabled right so why would you take you know, from that, if you really don't need that, why don't you allow somebody that deserves, you know, that needs that to have that, you know, it's kind of like the same mentality with people like maybe on welfare, you know, for example, it's like, if you don't really need it, why are you on it? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I just have that, like, you know, that viewpoint, because it's like, so even though there are times that I feel disabled and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I could totally relate to people with disabilities, you know? Um, because it's hard for me sometimes, uh, you know, when, when I have like flares like that, you know, the, the, you know, the inflammation in my bias, you know, and as a person with scoliosis, you know, I know you've had your moments where it's just very uncomfortable and very unbearable, you know?
2: Yes. Uh, I, I, I just went through a, a, a little bout of it and it, it was something as simple as just a simple motion, but yeah, it, it, uh, it, it does make you realize when you can't do something as simple as just walk upright you know it's just right um but i i'm i'm glad you're you're doing something like this and where you're pointing it out right, and, and bringing it to light <laughs> and and right. really i'm looking at I'm, i mean your perks are reasonable Thank you. um you, you got it you got a you got a good little teaser trailer you got a, actually a good trailer uh Thanks. and a reasonable goal a goal because a lot of these that have come out they go for like a lot a lot of money and and it's like you know we all just came out of a pandemic here so uh right. you know money money is not as and, and i know things are just going up in price as well i i do right, know right. that but i mean that's not i mean ten dollar thanks you know thirty dollar um um uh the screamer perk digital right. you know i mean that's that, i mean those aren't better. at I all i think
3: almost actually for the first two weeks we didn't have a perk higher than 150 dollars um yeah and i just i just uh recently yesterday i had my live and i i launched two new perks because we reached a halfway mark on the campaign we were already at 55 um last night and thank you to everybody who donated today because we're now at close to 75% of our goal. I'm like blown away by that. I'm so happy yeah. about that. <laughs> so thanks about that. But I, but it was that added perk. Um, I had a lot of people reach out to me about wanting to invest in a film and becoming investors or executive producers. And, you know, as I, I am so happy and and thankful for that, you know, I had to limit those opportunities because uh, you know, because of the documentary, the nature of the documentary, I'm not out to get money. You know, guys, I'm not out to like exploit people either. I'm not using people. You know, I could have said, "Oh, look at these faces," and oh, you know, pour them and you know, and give us like five, ten thousand dollars. You know. And I'm not even saying if I did receive money, I have mentioned that I I would donate a portion of the proceeds, but I'm not going to use that as a catalyst to get more money or to pull on heartstrings to get more money. I want people to donate in it because they want to not because they feel like, Oh, they're guilty to do it. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like, um, you know, when it comes to to this, my main goal is to get the film made. And I feel sometimes now with everybody that's reached out to me for an executive producer credit, but some of them are just looking at it like profit-wise, and they're not really seeing, you know, the the main mission of the film, the main yeah. mission of the film. And where if I brought on an executive producer, if it did so sell, sell, then that money would go to an executive producer, but why not have that percentage just go to a cause instead? You know what I mean? I want to continue the mission. I mean, my main goal is to get this film seen as much as possible. I'm praying that we can make it on a network because it will reach millions. It will be global. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? and so I mean that's the the overall goal, but if it doesn't even reach there and it just ends up like as something like on an educational forum where it's going through like PBS or yeah. or school college libraries, people studying this, whatever. It's like as long my main goal is to get as many people to watch the film as possible. So, you know, and um so I offered an associate producer perk um with a a, pro- a profit. Um, a potential profit return if the film made money, you'll make that off of your investment, not the film, because you know I do want to do something to continue to help. You know, um, this, and I've already like established, like you know, the horror able uh, Facebook. I'll be launching the Indiegogo. I mean, excuse me, my Instagram this yeah. week as well, but it's really to build a movement. It's like, like guys, I'm super serious about this. Like, I really want a place where people people can come and feel comfortable with sharing their ideas and knowing you know like if i'm an autistic director that just made my film that i'm going to bring it to a platform where people are actually going to watch it and celebrate it and share it and donate to it if they're like really support horror creators with disabilities that's my end goal is for that you know i'm not on this film i know in the trailer you hear my voice that's my editor, he's playing with me because I told him I don't wanna have anything to do with me because I'm not the disabled one. You know, I don't wanna take the spotlight off of anyone that's on there. So yeah. I'm like, you know, and, and while he thought, like we argued about this because I'm, you know, when I'm doing the interviews, I am being filmed as well. But I'm like, no, please don't put me on camera. Like I like really, I'm just here for them, you know? So he's like, but I think, and I'm like, no, but I, I'm like, I don't wanna take the shine from you. like my editor is on the documentary as well um you know he has ms he has a tracheotomy he's in a wheelchair and he's one of the most creative and most driven people that i know you know which is why i collaborated with him on this project so he's also the editor and producer of this project his name is steven hynek and you know i I love him because he's you know he's he's so brilliant you know what i mean it's just like i didn't reach out to him because i felt bad for him i reached out to him because i didn't care about his disability and i know he was a creative that was very experienced and i could do a better job at editing than i can <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so it's like you know what i mean
2: <laughs> yeah i hear you yeah no there's a um let's uh go to the Hold chat on, real carrie. quick i i don't want to i don't want to ignore the people in the chat <laughs>
3: right i just seen um carrie i believe carrie, yates, uh, yeah, carrie, carrie about- yates
2: yeah she's awesome uh i actually um i'm gonna have her on the show uh sometime in may we're gonna oh, nice. talk about some cool stuff uh oh, yeah, yeah carrie,
3: see you, carrie.
2: My- <laughs> i've seen her carrie- a few times
3: she's been supporting me along the line so thank you for that honey i don't know no. her personally but i've seen her in passing
2: yeah she <laughs> she she's- ends up with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's she's a so she's a huge she's a huge supporter in um the indie horror community and uh right now she's putting all of her efforts towards the the ukraine uh refugees and stuff she's been helping um i I, she she has her uh little agendas over there where she's helping people out there are in need and unfortunately a lot of a lot of other stuff has come come to light in the indie horror thing but uh she she's uh she's she's awesome she's always been a big supporter uh let's see she said, my, uh, my autistic 14 year old wants to be a horror writer nice uh we got uh that's Amy. awesome
3: carrie wait can i add can i yeah yeah can go I ahead talk on that for a sec so carrie um this is your son is one of the reasons why i'm doing this like you know um and you see like he's inspired by the horror community and and that's the thing that people that that have disabilities as well, that are on the opposite side, that these people inspire them to do what they, you know, to follow this passion. So this is why this is so important, guys, because, you know, Kerry Yates' son could be like the next Jordan Peele, you know what I mean? So Kerry, I wish your son the best and tell him, yes, move forward in all his dreams. And I hope you guys watch this documentary and I hope he gets inspired and i hope he joins the community too when he's older and he can share his works i look forward to seeing him in the future mr yates <laughs> yeah.
2: no that's a yeah she that that's great i i've like you said even though you know, some people might not be of a certain caliber they're still creative you know that doesn't that right. shouldn't hinder that shouldn't hinder them from what they do And of course our, our, our producer, Mike, he's, he's disabled. He runs this whole network (laughs) and, uh, I I thank God for him. Yeah. old Mike. And then, uh, we also got, uh, we also got Cody. He's, uh, he's also disabled tales from the Crips. Uh, that's their show. And, uh, they talk about disabled life. You know, they, they really did. I love that title by the way yeah tales from the crypts i love that that's brilliant that is brilliant see there's so much
3: yo there's so many creative heart there's so many creatives out there you know that are yeah. that are you know people with disabilities and i'm telling you guys we're we're missing out we're missing out if we if we suppress these voices we we are we are totally missing out I mean just because a, dis- a person has a disability doesn't mean that they can't do anything in fact i feel like some people with disabilities do better than we do
2: able-bodied oh, yeah. we'll people sometimes it's true well it, yeah we might be able-bodied but i think everybody does have a some we're sort of people. disability yeah we're all people we all right. have our faults some right. are just on the inside you know and right. i i uh like I, like i was saying these guys they uh they open my eyes because sometimes you and you don't mean to do it because how I was raised, you know, like, oh, look at that poor soul over there. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would catch myself going, oh, I ain't, you know, like you you talk to them in a way that it's like right. you don't mean to dehumanize them. But you, what is the meaning to
3: them? A lot of exactly. them do get very offended by that. They don't and, like to be talked down to.
2: Yeah. And, and you don't right. and people don't mean to do it. They're just right. trying to be nice but then also these guys really opened my eyes especially listen to their show they talk about everything that they go through uh wow yes, i gotta it, listen it, to that oh yeah it, it, it gets i crazy. think that's brilliant because i
3: <laughs> i feel like that's the majority of of where people are lacking like in terms of miseducation i just feel like like we're not educated enough like yeah. in, in that category because it's not something with everybody that you know it, it doesn't happen in everybody's life and that's understandable we all are live as individuals but it teaches people to be accepting and and kind of kind of how to address people you know when you do run it you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. they're under the assumption that they have to be treated a certain kind of way or whatever but no they they want to be treated just like you want to be treated you know what i mean yeah. So it's like, and you know, and and once people start to learn, you know, how to treat people a little different instead of you know trying to trying to figure it out, then I, then I feel like, you know, changes will be made and people will be a, li- a lot more understanding and and you know, but yeah, it's it. But I really feel it's because of the lack of education that's out there. It and, is, and that's part of the the goal for this, you know, this documentary is to help kind of break those stigmas and because this right now what you just mentioned is something that I spoke about one that I re- can remember very well that you know that it came up like oh you know like I don't like to be talked like as a baby or you know what I mean yeah. and you know as you know it's demeaning to them you know they're capable adults they're you know talented people they're in the genre for a reason they have talent you know so even though there's some people that you know have uh more debilitating conditions than others like like my sister doesn't have that reasoning like some of the people that i've interviewed on this documentary that are absolutely brilliant and driven you know my sisters in my sister's case she does have a disability where you know she does need a caretaker and she does need you know simple you know things that we take for granted like just going to the store and and buying a pack of gum like you know somebody completely take her for her money because she doesn't understand the concept of like money or even traveling she could get lost you know so it's like you know there's different conditions and and you just have to you know i would say everybody's different just like you know individuals we're all different you know and we need just to learn how to like uh find a a grounds a mutual grounds just to like at the bottom line is just respect each other you know and as long as you have that respect you know everything else will fall into place even if you have if you lack understanding it's okay to ask you know and it's okay as a person with a disability not to be embarrassed of your disability and feel comfortable with disclosure but that's the problem with this industry is that you know They're not so accepting, which leads people to retract from that, which in turn can also lead to somebody getting hurt on a set because they were afraid to let them know that they, you know, that they, you know, have blackouts or something like that. You know, it's 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 really like an all-encompassing thing. It's it it takes both sides to to come together to make it happen. You know what I mean? So so it's really it's really important for for people to acknowledge that and and really um you know take into account that you know we all make mistakes we're all people and we all have you know things that we don't understand but just take the time to learn it and and don't be so judgmental because the person that might be in that wheelchair or walking with that limp or missing an eye can actually save your life one day you know what i mean don't take it for granted
2: yeah exactly or or know how to help you out in a certain way just because absolutely. you know right? you you, you can be on the side of the road and they're like oh i know what that is you know i i know how to fix that or something you know it right. i always tell people that too you know you never know they might not know what you know but they know something <laughs> absolutely so, uh, oh, they need no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they—they'll know more. Yeah, for sure. If you
3: met steven my editor, you would be blown away. I mean, this guy is right now—he's in the middle of like a ten thousand-page graphic novel. I mean, he's oh my freaking goodness. brilliant. So there is no room for discrimination, guys. Like you really have <laughs> no idea. You know, everybody. I would,
2: uh, I would love to treating, talk to him as individuals. Um, I would love to talk to him about that, or or, or if he, he wants to, he's more than welcome to talk to us about that. That'd be awesome.
3: Yeah, I, um, I could speak to him about that. He's um, he's very busy, you know, working on the project and everything. I understand. Like that. Um, and you will see his he he's he has he's freaking hilarious. He has a very funny personality. <laughs> well, <laughs> then he'll fit in. in a dig- <laughs> There's a digital teaser. Well, the digital teaser perk. It's uh, an an additional, um teaser that he created that's absolutely like it's nothing like the first one so whatever you hear in the first one it's not like an extended version of that it's it's like a completely different trailer you know a different cut and um so he chose to put one of my questions in there like i one of the questions that i had was like how does it make you feel or or is there a message that you wanted to tell the people that have bullied you because a lot of them almost all of them have been bullied right yeah Uh, which is a very important thing to to a topic to talk about because that also affects them later on but um he chose to use that that statement to put it in and again he put my stupid voice in that that trailer with me asking that but like he answers and his i remember asking that to a few people but i interviewed him on this so when i interviewed him he was. I was like, "So, what's your message, you know, to the bullies that you know people that like to pick on people with disabilities?" Or he was like, "Go to hell!" And I was like, "Wow, well, I didn't even expect that." And he was like, "Hey, I'm a horror writer. What do you expect?" <laughs> but it was just so like it was such a candid response, and I was just like, "Hilarious! He's so freaking cool. It's so funny." But That's um, hilarious. it's it's <laughs> a little hard to get him on nighttime podcast because I think it's you know he's on schedule for like you know, um, I. Yeah. I never really spoke to him at night. Every communicate, all the communication that we have is usually during the day, and you know because he he does have to, you know, the, you know he has medical um, issues that have to be addressed throughout the day and stuff like that. But um, so for the most part, I can get him during the day. I know you do your podcast at night, but I can ask him. I could throw it out there, and I could see, yeah. hey, would you be interested in coming on? I am trying to do something before the podcast I mean before the campaign ends and try to get some people that were on the documentary to come to come on board and speak you know so they could you know so they could you know talk about whatever they like to talk about and you know and and how this you know how this has changed them and and stuff and you know but um yeah this has been a, a very uh interesting experience for me too cuz oh, yeah. as a person with a with no disability you'd be surprised i i did get discrimination too i got discrimination for not being a person of with a disability so there was a lot of people that refused to speak to me that were disabled oh, because i wasn't disabled which i respect you know yeah yeah because i feel like that that's that's on our part you know that's all the the miscommunication and stigmatizing them that they've they only feel comfortable in their own communities you know what i mean some people not all but um just just a few experiences that I had and I and I totally respect that. I understand that. But I wanna I wanna break that. I wanna break that, you know, um that mindset. You know, I want us all to come together. We shouldn't alienate each other, we shouldn't go in clicks, we shouldn't, we we should all be exactly. united as one, you know. We're all here for each other. We all coming in on a on one common goal, and that's because we're horror lovers, right? Does it really matter if you're white and I'm Puerto Rican and that person's <laughs> black and You know what I mean? That one's in a wheelchair, that one can't see. So what, you know, we all love horror, right? You know, (laughs) I don't, you know, so I just just hope, you know, as a person that has been discriminated a lot in a lot of ways, you know, I just hope that that one day I won't have to feel like, like, you know, I won't have to feel like that, you know, feeling like, oh my God, this person's looking at me a certain way or feels a certain kind of way or, it's talking down to me because they think that I don't understand. You know what I mean? One yeah. day I like to like never have to experience that. So, yeah, no,
2: yeah. I, I look forward to that. Those days, too, when everybody <laughs> just calm, calms the hell down right. <laughs> everybody just gets to gets along, even though, you know, someone doesn't believe in the same thing you do or, it's okay. or does the same thing you do. You know what? Uh, it, it, silence just uh it it hurts people it it, uh a conversation just opens up different different things and and i'm talking a conversation not a giant argument but once people open those lines of communication it can only get better that's how i feel anyway i agree i agree
3: Uh, i'm with you on
2: that but i am i I, i'm uh glad you came on to talk about uh horror able and everything else you're You're more than welcome. I know you got a busy schedule and I appreciate your time coming on here and talking to us. Um, I will spread this to uh, some friends of mine. Uh, It looks like you're going to make your goal. And I I like how you've been nothing but upfront during this whole conversation and and telling people, look, if I don't make it, oh, well, you know, the money goes back and, you know, and and that's just how it goes. And I I think a lot of people should follow suit in that, especially if they're going to be doing These, uh, you know, crowd funders, I I really do, and I I appreciate you for that.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Well, the truth is, is is, you know, I did a fixed goal so we can, you know, because when you do a flexible goal, yeah, you could raise whatever and you'll still make your goal, but um, it's a bigger percentage that comes out. So, oh wow, even though I'm asking for 3,000, I hope we do make it a little over because you know, Indiegogo and all the fees, they're still going to take a good amount from that anyway, so it's like. So, which is why I set a low goal, in hopes that, you know, that maybe we could go into demand and we can get, cause then we'll be able to do more. The more money we have, the more I'll be able to do for this. Well, you know, like a website for Hara able, uh, you know, marketing yeah. materials and, you know, but all that stuff costs money. I made the film with little to no budget, which is why I'm not sitting here, you know, never once did I sit here and start a campaign for something that I, knew that I was going to do with little to no money. I, I would never I take people's money for no reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now that we're in this campaign, I only put a $3,000 goal because it's, it's, it's a project that was, that was done where I didn't really need, you know, too much. So I'm not going to ask, like overdo it with what I'm asking for. I just, I'm just looking for the basics just to get the film made. And the problem is if I don't make it's it is an all or nothing thing. So if I don't make my $3,000, I'll lose the the whole campaign, and you know I don't. You know we'll still be able to do it, but then I don't know how that's going to work with my editor, you know, because he's invested a lot of time, and I mean, eventually he's going to need to get paid, and you know and. And it, it's, just, it's just gonna prolong the process in getting it made, which is gonna take longer for these people's stories to come out, which by the way, some of these people are, are actively already have films out or are coming out with films. And it's also used as a promotional vehicle for their stuff. So it's kind of like everything is kind of time sensitive and it could hinder the progression of their promotions the same, the same way, so. Yeah, if you could do it, I mean, trust me, even if it doesn't happen, it's still going to get done. It's just a matter of time when it's going to get done. Because do or die, if I don't make it, you know, from this campaign, I'll make it somehow. Even if it means that I, you know, I got to cut my hair and sell my hair and
2: <laughs> raise
3: so <someone laughs> money for it, then I'll well, do uh, it. Uh, 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 oh,
2: hopefully hope. uh, hopefully they, they contribute your funds and you don't have to cut your nice hair off. <laughs> right,
3: because I got to, you know, <laughs> got a lot of hair, people. <laughs> yeah uh, but thank you so much aaron you've been so sweet and so supportive and thank you i really appreciate yeah. it
2: no not a problem and uh, we will share the link for uh horror able the indiegogo is up uh se- and like you said 75 uh so let's get after it you know and um <laughs> the other thing i wanted to mention uh you can go to www.horrortourguide.com that's your website correct
3: yes horror tour okay. my other website is women of color in which okay. I, I've been doing little announcements over there in hara able but um for hara able there as well um oh and while you're on this is actually an announcement I'm gonna make tomorrow in the hara able group on Facebook but um warrington hotlin which is the director of boomerang and house party if you guys are familiar with those. oh wow yes yeah he reached out to me yesterday he launched a metaverse and he wants me to be the first we're going to be the first ever crowdfunding campaign in the metaverse next monday so i'm going to be posting all the information for that um and i want you guys to come in and this friday he's coming on live with me and he's gonna awesome. answer your questions, and he's also gonna tell you about the metaverse and how to get your avatar set up and everything. It's free, and then you guys come party with me in the meta, and we'll do like oh, yeah. final, final <laughs> campaign. It's gonna be fun. That, is, that is so neat. Drinks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely look into that. That is something new. Yeah, that's crazy. Thank you. That's awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll uh we'll share everything and thanks again, Cindy. I know you're a very busy lady and uh we'll Thank see you. you again and uh we'll talk about uh horrible after it is made and we get to see it and we'd love Maybe to Maybe I could
3: bring out. Steven on then. Um yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, afterwards, whatever.
3: after he's done with the film, because I'm sure he he's probably like so over the film. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs>
2: this
3: is all this footage, you know. But yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Aaron, thank awesome. you so much. I appreciate no, it. That, not a everybody that's watching, thank you so much. Thank you for supporting this project. Um, like uh, I have to give a shout out to you know to Amy Crabtree. Uh, you know, she's she's helped me out so much, you know, as best as she can. She's one of the the people that have been the most supportive on this project with me, she's one of my promoters and yes. I just wanted to give her a shout out because I really appreciate Amy and all the wonderful things she does, you know? Um, so thank you for that. And she's also a part of the documentary guys because she has an invisible b- disability that she speaks about in the film. So okay. that's why I'm giving her a shout out. Go, go Amy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well awesome awesome stuff and thanks again Cindy uh Great. thank
3: you so I, much I appreciate, I appreciate it Aaron you have a wonderful yeah. day
2: you too thank you thank okay. you so guys much.
3: stay scary come see <laughs> Slaughter Sin she <laughs> Empress of Gore on the hearts for guy go
2: go to the metaverse, <laughs> the metaverse yeah, come to the metaverse
3: is an, an, an experience a, a new experience <laughs> it takes some getting used to so you'll have to like create your avatar uh ahead of time or you'll be like um, I mean, I went there to promote today and I was just like, my goodness. It's a little overwhelming. It's a new experience. So if you have an Oculus or if you have Google Chrome, you can get on, you can um log on to it. Right. So uh it's we watch and that's gonna be next Monday at 7 p.m. So if you go to that link, um and you know i would advise it's going to be at seven i would advise you come in at about 6 30 because there's service desk people and they'll walk you through the process they'll help you get your avatar set up they'll even seat you in the arena because you're going to be Man.
4: lost, <laughs> lost
3: <laughs> uh, you know lost. it is a, a very overwhelming experience so
2: wow. i advise you
3: get in on time guys
2: let's get this party
3: started right that
2: people. is i i color me interested <laughs> i'll tell you that That's oh, weird. sounds good <laughs> all right be right. well, there or be
3: square with no hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.
2: All right. Thank you. All right. Hey, Mike, you, you can come in.
3: <laughs> Take care, guys.
2: All right, Mike. Mike. I'm here. All right. No, I just doing? didn't want you to end the broadcast. I ain't done yet.
5: No, I'm not ending the broadcast. Okay, just- well,
2: I just I- didn't want you to
5: i was waiting for you i'm just like
2: <laughs> all right so that's that's pretty interesting the metaverse mm-hmm. i didn't, i i heard about it i just didn't you know yeah, i want to i want to see something what do you, think? Like
5: what do you oh, think hold on hold on
2: so if you um, go in the metaverse are you going to be uh, you didn't are you going to
5: monsters i sent you what you didn't see the messages I sent you on
2: Facebook? What are you doing? <laughs> okay, you
5: so anyway. See, see, this is see, this is how, like, when I was producing back, like, before all this, like, yes. you know how I told you, like, during interviews, I never really talked? Um, sure. There are times, like, with Rhodes and stuff back in the day, where yeah. he would be, like, on an interview, and I would, like, Text him or message him points or questions to bring up. So that's how I would communicate with people. Is Uh, that you know? Because you can't really like you know. I can't. I can't always break in and be like, "Yo, this point." Well, I can, but you know, I'm yeah.
2: Not not on this show. You can't just bust (laughs) in and it it depends. Knock down my doors. Knock down my doors. You're trying to knock down my doors. I don't. I mean, don't knock down my doors.
5: That you know, and listen, speaking of that, listening to Stern today, you know what? He watches This Is Us too. I was very impressed.
2: He does okay. Look, I I understand, I understand you're all into This Is Us. Okay, it's a great show. Okay, well, my Mm -hmm. wife watches it, it, and I fall asleep on the couch while it's playing. Bastard, yeah, I I have no interest in it. I'm sorry, I just don't. I you watch from the beginning, you'll understand. Okay, well, that's oh. what she says. That's what she said.
5: Well, that's, uh, she's 100% uh, uh, right in it.
2: <laughs> I do want to ask uh, people in the chat. I I've been. It, it sucks that it's... Hey, I got purple on my shirt. Yeah, I I know. I've seen it two nights in a row. You know what? I will tell you, no, I you watched you Basket Cakes wrong. the other day. I know yeah, that's bro. another one. Yeah, Is there brilliant. a fucking delay? What are you doing over there?
5: Uh, I'm not doing anything. I'm here. Do okay. You?
2: Anyway, I watched yeah. Basket Case the other day, uh, and then I saw your shirt on uh, on uh, Crossing the Streams, and then I saw your mm-hmm. shirt right now. So, Yeah. I love that little fucker. Y- yeah, but Lion- ah! I forgot that part. It was so <laughs> fucking loud. I had to turn yeah. it down. I'm like, God damn it. Shut, shut up,
5: up. Yeah. yeah technically he's disabled he should be featured in 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 horror <laughs> able as well. so i i would like to and, you know find out what his right. struggles are and you know because he's well creative. he lives in a
2: fucking basket a
5: exactly <laughs> and he kills people creatively so he's a horror creative too
2: by squeezing their head off
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. sounds like anyway so, sounds uh,
2: like, I, uh, sounds like the cripple when he's waiting to get off
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're so funny michael anyway mm-hmm. um no it, it I wanted to i guess feed off of you right now mm-hmm. or bounce something off of you
0: I've okay. been watching
2: this I've been watching this whole thing unfold. With Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and I watched, <laughs> I, I watched the testimony. Here's 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 my take. Okay, yes, it sucks. It sucks that Johnny Depp is going through this, right? Right. But is he, or is he not, a creepy old fuck? Let me, let me going after something. a young girl because I, let me finish my thought real quick, and then you can okay. tell me something. That. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the arguments I've heard in the courtroom all the arguments and everything have been like a stepdad yelling at the stepdaughter. It's fucking ridiculous. But go ahead. What are your thoughts?
5: He's a complete fucking narcissist and he's going to end up, you know, and he's going to end up like kicking himself in the ass because they, neither of them look good. And he like, from what I understand, he fought to have this broadcast on TV for whatever fucking reason why
2: he comes, i don't know uh, I heard don't tell me how it is to be punched amber don't tell me how it, <laughs> i i i come into i come into my house you know after a long day of the pirating on the caribbean and you took a dump on my bed don't tell me that you didn't do that amber oh my god and he.
5: Dude. But this is, this is this like <laughs> he's trying to put his narcissism on parade. Is that his like ultimate goal here or what?
2: I, I guess it, it's stupid you know. because it looks like I said, it looks like a stepdad getting onto the stepdaughter <laughs> and who told her. Okay. I would, I, I would, I would love to be a fly on the wall in and Amber's, uh, you know, lawyer room with the lawyers. um, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make her, we're gonna go for the bitch look. We're gonna go yeah. with the snotty snotty little uh prissy bitch look, and that'll win the hearts of the jury. She just looks horrible.
5: Oh, oh don't get me wrong, she's a total bitch, or at least from what I could tell in in some way <laughs> she is a bitch. But yeah. Uh, she's she's I mean, she doesn't look good, he doesn't look good, it's all a fucking nightmare.
2: Yeah. It's it's I, I think they should
5: fucking dismiss and be like, okay, child, you go to this corner and you go to this <laughs> corner and now we're done.
2: I can't even cover the smell with the crappy cologne I put out. Yeah. I try to you smell know, like, I, saying, I try to yeah. mess the smell with the club noir or whatever the fuck I'm selling. Uh, uh,
5: imagine, imagine if Depp is that fucked up that he would have realized that she's shit in the bed. And then he would have laid down in the shit and rolled around (laughs) it like this is what a pig rolling in shit feels like. Mm." Mm.
2: What happened? I'm trying to have my evening slumber. And then I smell, smell feces, human feces.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I do want to say something else that picture of him in the hospital laying there with his little finger all cut up and then i saw the guy that got punched in the face by mike tyson because he was in my face he was in my face i punched him and that motherfucker looked okay that motherfucker should have been laying on a stretcher johnny davis lady fucking yeah oh my god we never heard why are you being such a baby why are you being such yeah. a baby johnny and he's like, well, "Shut up! I uh, I'll try to sit on the couch, and you're throwing vodka bottles at." me. Stop being stupid and stop being a baby. Come on, Amber. That's my guitar playing finger.
5: Huh? Oh my god! Didn't she call him like an old fart too, or something <laughs> like
2: that? I think the testimony was like Mr. Depp. Did you not? Did you not uh, retaliate with the words of? Uh shut your fat ass up. Yes I did. I'm, uh, thank you for doing that so articulate. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why are you talking like this?
5: Oh, he's
4: stuck, in,
2: he's stuck well, in Caribbean land.
5: Yeah. Or or what the hell was it when, when they were reading back like text messages <laughs> and the lawyer wanted him to read the fucking text messages? And he's like, <laughs> I I I didn't I didn't send that, but if you really want me to read it, I
2: will. Uh, to, I mean, oh my god it's so dumb they there it's a circus bro it's a circus it, it i i like i said i i feel bad because he's he, but he made his own bed he, he he made his own bed that she shit in because mm-hmm. he went after some young actress he's like oh that's a hot ass over there let me yeah i need to marry that i need to marry that and then she's a spoiled little bitch. And he's a spoiled little bitch too. I'm not just gonna insult her because she is too.
5: Yeah. Um, I just thought I, I'd mean,
2: I, I wanted to bring I'm, you in and talk a little, little bit quick. about that.
5: I just I just want to tell the audience something really, really quick. Younger isn't always better.
2: <laughs> tell me about it. You end up having <laughs> bottles thrown at your head. I, I don't mean, it cost me millions of dollars for entire pirate movie i was gonna be in the new one but they they told me they don't want a drunkard and i was like that is my character you know but that's
5: yeah Danny who would have wanted keith richards or something like that was
2: it i don't know <coughs> no wasn't it wasn't the newest one It had a, they had that chick
5: i God didn't damn, see. I, no, I, only the first, I only saw the first four i didn't see the newest one Look, I don't think Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: No, he isn't. Pirates of the Caribbean was cool, okay, yeah. and then and then part two was cool, and then part three is like, okay, it's enough, right? And then they do part right. four, and you're I'm done. like, why, why stop doing them? Mm-hmm. There's only so many that you can take. Yeah, it's like you're on a morphine drip when on a Sunday when you sit there and watch all of them. What's up? no no because a morphine drip actually
5: feels good you don't feel good after you watch all three of those okay chinese
2: world. water torture then
5: yeah basically <laughs> like the like the little
2: uh. yeah do that again do it again do it again oh boy boy <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> boy.
5: Oh, we gotta record that. I need I've that lost set.
2: millions. I've lost millions, Michael. I've lost millions.
5: yeah well
2: it's Walt Disney's resurrect himself and fire you again. <laughs> I I think Walt Disney is just a racist robot ready to break out. Probably not He's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Oh my god, it's Walt. He's like the Nazis built this robot body for me. It's Walt <laughs> Hitler. Walt. <laughs> <laughs> and it plays that same oh, theme song okay. when he fucking just <laughs> arises from oh. Disneyland and just crushes. It's like, and then we gotta get Autobots and the Autobots involved. <laughs> we gotta take down <laughs> Walt Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Autobots assemble,
5: and then I want to see an army of the flippers, you know, coming in their wheelchairs, trying to fucking (laughs) flipper fucking Johnny Depp to death.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Well, I I I just wanted to BS with you for a little bit. I I like having the (laughs) show a little bit longer and. That was awesome for her to come out and talk with us promoter project yes so interesting but everybody uh be good and i i did think of a tagline for the show and uh the best revenge is living well and the best way to shut my mouth is to do better so i'll see y'all next week